You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Bing is for doing. We're here doing another uh, After Buzz recap show for Dallas. Uh, season one, kind of, uh, episode <laughs> five, uh, Truth and Consequences. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, along with Ryan Allen Carrillo. Hello. The, the ladies are gone. They're apparently recovering from a <laughs> long 4th of July. July. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They should at least call in or something. I know, right? Where are they? I know. Maybe they're watching. Well, they will be watching, I'm sure. And we, we look forward to having them back next week. Uh, we hope you guys all had a great fourth. We did as well. We enjoyed the day off. Um, did you have anything exciting? I had too much fun. I stayed, yeah. I stayed home all day and then decided to go out late night, which was just a bad idea. I was, I was by the hun- time I went out, everyone was just a disaster. Yeah. I think I was down in Huntington Beach before noon, which for me is kind of a feat. So that I, is a I had feat. A, I enjoyed I enjoyed the festivities and the fireworks and all of it. Good. But we uh we missed we missed the uh the episode yesterday, so we're here today catching up a day late. Yep. They did a, a marathon yesterday. Yeah, all five f- of the first episodes was, from Dallas the season, correct? Yeah, it was a yeah. full show on and this, TNT. And this episode was... I, I love this episode, actually. I have problems with yeah. this episode. So I do. We'll get into that. We also want to let you guys know we have a little bit of a, a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek coming up a little bit later. We have one of our very own, Catherine Tulich. Uh, she was on set uh, at Dallas and, um, and and did a little a cool piece for us, and we'll share that with you guys later. Um, but first, we're going to dig right in. Uh, this episode... Uh, Again, a lot going on. Yeah. Rebecca's becoming a bigger, much larger character than I thought she was going to be. Right, I think so, um, too. She... It, the episode starts off where the last one left off, um, with Rebecca pulling um, Christopher aside and talking about this email. Right. This email that's kind of, it, this entire season's been building up to this moment, kind of, I think. Right. Um, and she lets him know that she didn't actually send the email. She knew nothing about it until just recently when she found out through John Ross and... Well, she knew about the email. She knew about the email because Tommy was the one who yes. sent it, her quote unquote brother. Yes, but she wasn't she didn't really understand she didn't really understand how how everything was being manipulated until recently, I guess. Right. And then when John Ross tried to blackmail her, she decided to be honest with Christopher and tell him about this email. Tommy, her brother, which we're not really sure is her brother yet, right. actually sent the email and and she's like, Look, I love you, I love you, I love you. I didn't know, like, when I all I knew was that this guy, Christopher Ewing, had just, you know, was supposed to get married. He was heartbroken and going to be on a train or something. Right. And so that's how she met him years prior. Um, fast forward now, she's in the middle of all this, and it doesn't seem like she really wants to be. Right. I'm not really sure she's too comfortable with this. I, I don't think she's comfortable doing any of the shady stuff going mm-hmm. on, but she's definitely wants to be a part of the family yeah she's definitely in love with christopher yeah i feel that for sure i feel like she loves him um and you can tell she kind of she kind of puts her hand on his face and just begs him you know just just 
stay with me, stay with that me. That was a hard scene, too. I mean, yeah. she's, like, full-on crying. I mean, that looked like yeah. a difficult scene to do. She acted her face off in that scene. She did. Jesse Metcalf, mm, a little little work to do. <laughs> but no, he, he's, he's, he's... He's cute. Yes, he is. He's really cute. And also, I don't think... I don't think any of the Ewing men have ever been known for their acting chops. Right. Maybe Jr. I mean Jr. But they're all caricatures. Right. They're all there's a, there's a very specific style to the show. It's a little over think, the top. Yeah, and I think he does it well. I think right. he holds his own. Um, but he ooh, he's good at being mad because he stormed off, went back into the barbecue, the last hurrah, which was still going on from right. a week ago, which was missing some of the decorations. I noticed. Yeah, some of the decorations and some. Where'd of the, the band go? Yeah. Yeah, and where where was what's her name? Where was Lucy? <laughs> Was that right? Lucy, yeah, yeah. she wasn't even there. I don't she know. Just, they only paid her for one episode, apparently. Exactly. So he goes back out there and he grabs, uh, is it Tommy? Tommy? Tommy. And just pummels him. Right. Beats the crap out of the guy. And then people realize, like, everybody's like, oh, God, what's going on right now? Um, Bobby comes over, grabs, pulls him off of him. And then, and he's telling them, basically. What do you say? Get this trash off my art. Well, yeah. Yeah. Off, off the ranch. And, um, and. And she's like, look, she's like, I told him everything, Tommy. I told him whatever. And Tommy, you can see, like, the wheels turning in his head as she's saying this. He quickly says, it's not Becca's fault. It was all me. She had knew nothing about this. Right. He's trying to still have an in. Right. He's already trying to spin the situation. Because exactly. he already knows he's busted. But, like, you know, he just is trying to spin it so he can get his, his lip way back busted, in there. That's for sure. Do you know one thing, too, since we're talking about the opening, it's a little off point, is I figured out why I don't, like, live for the opening. <laughs> If you watch the original, no red Mercedes. No, besides, oh. <laughs> besides that, besides that, no Victoria Principle is um, they show the split screen of the other actors on the previous show. So yeah. like all the other one would show the two would be uh, solid on the side, and the person in the middle would be like, yeah, you know, working it. I wonder. I, I live for that, that part. Yeah. Like, and then like now it's just like you know Jesse Metcalf out of the building. It and, comes out. Yeah, pops up. You know, yeah, Jr. Like it's just weird. Like I want them to like come out and like live. And yeah, get crazy. They did do that. I went back and watched a lot of the um, intros on YouTube, and each season it kind of changed right. based on what characters were dead or alive that season. Right, because they would show like the two stills, and then there literally would be a beauty shot in the middle. Yeah, which yeah. was like. The original glamour shot, right? So yeah, I think they need to bring that back. Yeah, maybe, maybe they just got renewed for another season. They did already, they which did, is great, which is fantastic. Fifteen episodes. For the next season. Yeah, Woo-hoo. congratulations, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. Maybe maybe we'll tweak it. Yeah. Season one, you never. I mean, nothing set in stone. Well, I think also too because they probably just want to make the opening shorter mm-hmm. because it was kind of a long opening before, yeah. and there's this stories are so complex mm-hmm. and the characters are so rich and yeah. so much to tell in such I'm a short time. I'm just ready for a, go- a good pool scene. They haven't been in the swimming pool yet. Not they haven't once. had like brunch out on the table. Like they used to have breakfast out there every morning, right? But they show the pool. I always see. I'm like, oh, there it is. They showed it a lot in this episode, but nobody got in it. No, normally someone gets thrown in the pool a few times too. Yeah. So that we, that definitely has to happen. Or like tea, like like spiked tea by the pool all day long. Do what you are I, these scenes? Do you what I also um, heard from one of the producers? I saw them on some news thing, and they said that they put together the entire season in one week. They said what they did is they wrote all the cliffhangers and went backwards from there writing the rest of it. But they literally plotted out the whole thing with all the cliffhangers in one week which really? is kind of crazy well they're known for their cliffhangers for sure they have to keep up you know they have to keep that current and keep that going or, or the show becomes irrelevant i think yeah so this rebecca character again rebecca okay so now chris upset he beats the crap out of tommy beats then, him up and then he goes and grabs Rebecca's stuff and just starts throwing her shit in suitcases right which her closet was like this big yeah i'm like south fork Come on. Yeah, they don't really... Some things don't add up on South yeah, Park. It's like, there's no way Bean has much money they have that she has, like, six cocktail dresses and, right. and a carry-on luggage. You have more cocktail dresses than that. I have way more cocktail dresses. So he, he kicks her out. And she's crying, crying, crying. She storms off. He, um, where, does he, where, does, where does he go from there? He goes... Oh, his dad. He, he leaves. He storms off. Rides right. his little Ferrari away somewhere. Right. Comes back, and his dad 
then finds out that it's a delivery. Gets a delivery. He's like, and he says to Anne, he's like, Bobby's like, ah, oh, it's probably some paperwork about the right. about the which it wasn't, it wasn't sealed either. Yeah, which is so weird. I always catch like the little things that drives me nuts. Well, he opens it up and realizes that all the stuff that Rebecca's been doing, the stuff is now distracting him, but pulling him towards this whole storyline. He's not paying attention to what's going on. And the other, the other big storyline is that now South Fork is no longer his. Right. Jr. just came in and he now owns the deeds a- to the Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so South Fork is now Jr.'s again. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's just it's all it's all so complicated. Um, but to try to stick on the Rebecca thing for a little bit, she. She's devastated. She's upset. You know, a lot of things happen throughout the episode. Christopher, you know, and Elena, they kind of reconnect later. Um, Rebecca is, um, she reaches out to Anne at one point, which I kind of liked. Right. She's, she's like crying to Anne on the phone. She's like, thank God you answered. Right. Um, Because she's trying to get over Christopher. Thank God you answered. (laughs) Answered. I get it. Okay. I get it. Where's the laugh? Where's Marissa? Are you sleeping back there? That was really funny. So, (laughs) um, so she reaches out to Anne and, and. And decides to meet to meet with her. Right. Um, so they had coffee, to, which the whole wherever they shot that was like a cool space. Yeah. Him. Well, she tries to basically tell her side of the story. Right. Because Christopher's not having it. Right. Christopher's drinking and getting trying to. He's kind of turning to the dark side right now. Christopher's had a really bad day. Like a whole lot of stuff yeah. has happened over there. He's definitely on the edge of like losing it, which is why yeah. you know we'll, we'll find out later. But he starts you know losing himself a little bit. Well, what's interesting about this episode is that I see. I see for the first time the potential for Christopher to go to the dark side and for John Ross to kind of go to the, the bright side. Right. <laughs> like they they both kind of are like misrep like pushed in a way that like John Ross is getting blamed for stuff that it apparently hasn't done and he gets stabbed in the back by his dad essentially right. later on. And then Christopher doesn't want to play the, play games the way his dad has because right. Bobby's always been you know pretty much on the up and up. Tried to like rise above it and try to beat Jr. And, and he's the, always like the goody good boy. And it never like really works out reason. for him. Yeah. And he, oh, Jr. always gets the best of him, and he right. did it again, and that does not make him happy. And after he does this, Jr. just hops in a helicopter and he's gone. <laughs> so is he gone now for a few episodes? Do you think? Do you think that's what that transition was? Or I know mm-hmm. he's in a few phone scenes that look like coming up on the next episode. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He wasn't in this episode as much as you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how relevant all these original characters are going to be moving forward. Um, I think they'll be around for a while. I think yeah. it makes sense. I don't think these these new kids can carry the show just yet. I think the best scenes are with the original characters. Right. So um, Sue Ellen the, wasn't in this episode at all. The though. three of them have great chemistry together yeah. and like you know I also read that they're like the three of them are like out of all of them are like the still best friends they've oh, really? been friends for 30 years like out of the whole cast those three are like you know well it shows in their chemistry they all right. work really well together there's something to that I'm sure it definitely reads like when they're on camera together right so let's talk about let's talk about Christopher for a second Christopher and you know Rebecca's not having it anymore Christopher then gets drunk at one point and reaches out to Elena right and and that doesn't really go as he had planned Right. She lets him in, but then he just passes out on the couch. Um, and the next morning, she kind of basically just kicks him out. She's like, here's some coffee, drink this, get out. Right. She's a strong girl. She's yeah. definitely not like, you yeah. know, I'm not letting your drunk butt come in here and get crazy. Just out of curiosity, why does she live on the ranch? I don't know. I was trying to figure She's that out, She's not married to anybody. She's not even dating John Ross anymore. I don't anymore. know. I thought that was a little, what was going on there, too. But I think John Ross lived on the ranch, but then he was kicked off the ranch. So maybe they're like, we're not going to kick your girlfriend out, too, maybe? But it's not his girlfriend now. Well, ish. Uh, so I don't really know. But then know. she also was almost married to another son, so maybe that's why. Maybe she's like, you know, by default. 
Yeah, but so the next day she kicks him out and he's and she's like, "What? Did you expect me to just forgive you?" Well, if I had a ranch, I'd let you like you know move in one of the rooms. Well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> things shit just got weird. No, but I mean, she's like, "What did you expect me to just to forgive you because you came over here and you know now that things aren't going well with Rebecca?" Right, and she's kind of and torn. also she was completely read by Christopher and like basically almost paid off like a yeah. like a whore quote unquote. And they and they brought that up a couple of times to make right. sure that you understood that point. Yeah. Um, so she feels slighted. She feels betrayed. She feels like hurt. And yeah. How else. dare he? And now she's wondering about John Ross again, giving him a second look. But she then, also must be feeling a little bit of. Uh, I mean, try to put yourself in her shoes too, because now she, she knows that the email wasn't real and that mm-hmm. whole shenanigans with him too. So that must be like. Yeah, in another in an alternate universe, they'd be married right now. Right. Had that email not been sent, then they'd be together, and it would be a whole different story. So and must, I'm sure that runs through her mind. They could be having be. kids by now and starting a family, and you never, you never know. Right. Um, so I, I think she's very aware of that. That's not lost on her at all. But she's definitely conflicted because to look at this man, like, I could have been married to you. I could have kids with you right now. And then to have that same man try to pay you off right. and treat you like a, a, a two-bit hooker, right. basically, um, that's got to... And then now John Wasn't Ross. Wasn't she in the wedding, too? <laughs> yes. She was the best. The brides are the maid of honor. I mean, it's just. Last minute. That's a weird thing about soap operas. Nighttime, daytime, doesn't matter. Like, the maid of honor, like, the best men, they're always, like, they always have, like, one, and it's, like, last minute. Right. Obviously, because they don't have the cast to support, you know, 12 maids of honor, or whatever, her bridesmaids. But it's always so funny, like, oh, can you be my maid of honor? Mine's stuck in Albuquerque. It's right. Like, what? <laughs> no. That's yeah. just silly. Yeah. There's airplanes. Yes. Exactly. You're the Ewings. Send a helicopter. Right. Come on. Like, your maid of honor can't get here. It's just, I don't know, little holes in the storyline. Yeah, just little. So, Elaine is obviously upset. She's 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 struggling. She's wondering if she should give John Ross another chance or if she shouldn't. I don't know. What do you think about those two together? Do you, do you, what do you think about John Ross? Well, I would definitely say that, you know, John Ross's soft spot, like his, like, you know, quote-unquote human side is definitely, you know, Elena. Like that's, You think? Yeah, that's the girl I think that, like makes him grounds him a little bit yeah but why is he off banging marta then well i, I don't know boys do ridiculous things but when you ever see <laughs> well, there you have it there you have it but whenever you see like the two of them together in a scene like he like sort of is like himself because you you have to almost look at his position you know he both of his parents weren't kind of there for him when he grew up he has such a huge name it's mm-hmm. almost like you know the kennedys you know when yeah, you know, they show um, Jr. at the, the game, and like he's on the screen. I mean, he's like you know, it's a, he's a celebrity yeah. in Dallas as well, and a powerful man to live up to those expectations, trying to fit in, and then trying to be on the edge of being a bad guy. Like I feel like Elena like is like his rock. Yeah, and I think I, I think we kind of saw that last episode where um, where they kind of played with the host for a little bit. Right, they, they were playful. They were like children almost for a moment. Right, and I really appreciated that. Um, it has got to be a lot to live up to because I like that you mentioned that the uh, the scene at the Cowboys Stadium with uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. I was like, that's it. Could have been a really cheesy scene, but it was kind of cool. It was really. I cool. liked it because it pays homage to like the roots in Dallas and and the original Cowboys Stadium had been in so many different shots. It was in the opening shot of the original show. It's in the opening shot of the new show. <laughs> it's I definitely it a cool. staple of the show. It's like it's synonymous with the show. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting the the LED screens or whatever, they didn't look like fake, like they were dubbed over. It looked like they actually, looked shot, like they it. actually shot it during I the game. The I'm like, thing. that's actually really cool. I'm, I'm sure the crowd like went nuts. I'm, I, I I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I wonder if they actually shot this. Because I know they shot this show a while back. Right. Um, if they actually shot it during a game. Because I mean, the, the crowd would have reacted that way. Right. They, and but, what I thought was interesting, and I read into things, but I thought it was interesting how, um, how JR is basically telling John Ross, like, look, I'm, I'm teaching you a lesson. He signed over um, temporary, uh, what was it called? What's the actual legal term? I put it in quotes somewhere. Power of attorney. Power of attorney to John Ross to take over um, 
Ewing Oil while, while he's, he's out done. of town. Yeah. While he's and, flying around on the helicopter. Yeah. And he told him that. And, and then when they did the Jumbotron, the shot on J.R. Ewing, he took his hat off and put it on John Ross. And I kind of read into that. I'm kind of like, it's a little bit of a passing pass the guard. Torch. Yeah, a little bit. Because last week we found out when J.R. decided to take John Ross's name off the deed completely and take 100% ownership of South Fork. Right. We read that as completely just conniving and manipulative and like he was just trying to have it all to himself, which may still be the case. Right. But I think he's also uh, aware that he's old. Right. He's not going to be around forever. So he's trying to have his – he wants his son to prove to him that he can run Ewing Oil and he right. can make it successful. To me, JR is almost to me like Ma, Mommy Dearest where he might not leave his kids anything at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's just very much you know about JR. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I don't know. And John Ross, it'll be interesting to see which way his character goes because I don't know that he's really so terrible. Right. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible for another character to be quite like Jr. Right. Jr. The actor, the the character, all of it kind of is a unique marriage of so many. It's like the perfect storm. Right. For that character back in the late seventies and into the eighties and into the nineties and now into <laughs> two thousand twelve. Right. Um, I don't. I don't think you can really replicate that character. So it's going to be interesting to see how the storylines unfold to see what kind of character they create in John Ross because right. you can never be Jr. again. No, and they can't go down. I think if you start, I don't to go think down they're that try- path, I don't think they're trying to. No? Do you know what I mean? Because I think that it's exactly what you said. You can't recreate something like that. It's just yeah. you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah, same spot. That is. That's exactly it. Because you know I mean? like I think you had told me this. The original, the original series, <laughs> it was more especially that season one, and I've seen it now. Um, was about Bobby. It's right. all about Bobby, and he's still relevant. But it's the, it definitely became the Jr. Show. Right. What's you know going what on I mean? back there? Oh, just Marissa. Probably Marissa probably trying to tell me to say something about Amazon.com. So hey guys, if you guys have purchases purchases to make on Amazon.com, we'd really appreciate it if you do it through our website AfterBuzzTV.com. There is a banner on the top right corner, uh, an Amazon banner. If you guys make your purchases through there, it takes one extra click. It doesn't cost you guys a penny, and it keeps us doing what we do, and we love what we do, and we love you guys too. So if you guys could do that, we would really appreciate it. Just for, click it. Yeah, and you guys could be, you could buy past seasons of Dallas. You could buy how many right. seasons were there? 14 14 14 you can buy 14 seasons of dallas on amazon.com and know everything there is to know about the show i'm on season three so i've got a ways to go (laughs) but i will be buying the rest of my uh shows on amazon but we do have a phone call actually really yeah hey hey, who do do we have on the line this is steamer this is who i'm sorry steamer steamer yeah how you doing steamer what's up what can i do for you you got a question for us Hello. Steamer, where are you, Steamer? Did we lose Steamer? Marissa, did we lose Steamer? Stan- is it Stanley? Yes, I, I believe we lost. Stanley Steamer, the carpet cleaner? <laughs> Steamer. Steamer. Steamer, call us back. We were, we were, we were interested now. You got us intrigued. Exactly. Is that his real name? I don't know. I don't know. But let's go into this, this JR. Talk, speaking of JR, let's talk about his relationship with Bobby. Because that's, that's a dynamic. Right. And, and again... In the, in the same way that Jr. is an incredible character as like a villain, Bobby really plays his role perfectly. Right, he plays the good son um, that tries to. Because the thing is, I think over the years Jr. has gotten a lot of attention. Everybody remembers the Who Shot Jr. episode and things like that. Right, but Jr. could not exist without Bobby. Right, without having that antithesis, that arch enemy, that that brother rivalry. Right, it's almost like no, a superhero. There's like yeah. the bad guy and the good guy. Exactly, and there's That's no a, way that Jr. could exist without him. Right. Um, 
And we see in this episode that he's still trying to take the high road, but he's also saying, like, look, JR, I'm not going to back down. I'm getting South Fork back. And he goes immediately, uh, gets a hold of their attorney. They look into this LaBelle character, and... and He's uh, gone. Everything's gone. His office has been cleared out. Yeah, he's taking the money, and he's run. He he did get money, right? No, remember, he he was trying to blackmail. For for, more, though, but I'm sure he still got paid off something. Or I think, you know, he, he, JR basically said, you better yeah. hit it, otherwise I'm going to, you know, turn your, your son over. Your son's going to go three strikes and so you're out. We learned that, you know, he's gone and then Marta's gone, too. Yeah. And well, they, Marta never really existed, is what we find out. Correct. That's not even her name. Which I was living for. That was, she was my favorite part of this episode. Yeah. Again, she's completely out of control. She is crazy. So Bobby's saying, though, look, look we're not going to play by those rules. We're going to do it our own way. And, and Christopher's like, look, you may you may feel that way. I don't. Right. I don't have to play by their rules. I'm going to play by the same rules as Jr. and John Ross because that's the only way we're going to beat these guys. Right. So he goes and bribes the doorman, the concierge, whoever it is, at um, at John Ross's condo or is it right. suite or wherever he's living. Condo. He bribes them to get into his place. Correct. And just pays them and keeps paying them and keeps, keeps paying them. So he just gives them the key. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're cousins. We're really close. I have to get these oil files. Yeah. I mean, really? Come on now. If you're paying the kind of money you're paying to live somewhere like that and you're Ewing, you're not giving keys away. No. That's silly to me. (laughs) Even if it is your cousin. Right. I can't imagine the locks would be that hard to pick. I mean, just show them picking the lock. (laughs) I know. Yeah, right? But, like, how do you even, like, there has to be security there. Right. I don't know. So, he gets in there and he goes through his stuff and he finds finds the DVD. Because Marta had just left. They just missed each other in the elevator. She just walked out. She was coming in, yes. And he found the DVD of Marta and John Ross. Yeah. Their sexcapades tape. Yes. Why did you record that again? <laughs> Remember, um, she drugged him, and she was pushing the button. She just wanted to have some sort of... I to hold know. over him? She was kind of crazy, because remember... Because she drugged know, everybody just, had sex with everybody, well, did she? Just like a minute before when they showed her, she was like drinking wine and crying watching the sex tape. It was so weird. Yeah. Like she was just like, you know, torturing herself. And like, she really wasn't... She didn't really do anything with it. In the all tape. fairness, though, I've drank wine, <laughs> cried, and watched previous sex tapes before in my life. That's normal. I'm that's saying, that's, right. that's pretty standard. That's how I spent my Fourth of July. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but she she's a nutcase. But he does get this DVD. Because she obviously wasn't going to do anything with the tape because she gave it to him. Well, she made the tape. The ta- Why do you keep calling it a tape? Well, I don't know. That's what it they hasn't call been it a tape. tape in 20 so years. That's just what they call it, a tape. So, but, but you just clarified that she did make it so that she'd have something to watch while she drank and popped pills. So... He has this DVD now, and he's now got ammunition, but not really, because he kind of does. Um, and then in that scene where he go, actually goes to Elena's house, he's got it in his back pocket. Right. And the next day, after he sobers up, she says she, she's basically like letting him have it and letting him know, like, look, I'm not just going to forgive you. Right. And you, they show him kind of pull the pull the DVD out of his back pocket. And he's kind of holding it there, kind of like that zip drive scene where the sub- holding I, wrote, I said zip drive. Yeah, that's I was always holding the zip drive like they're threatening. Well, do but, you notice when she put it away is when um, she said, um, Chris, has ca- Chris, you've caused me too much pain over yeah. the years. I can't anymore. And in his and mind, he, he was yep. just like, I'm not going to do this. I can't to do this now. to her. That shows that he truly loves her, though. Yeah. That he's not willing to, like, go there. Right. Because we've all, we've all dated those people before where you just want to, like, mm-hmm. You just have your friends in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I wanna, you know, I want to I call your, your new boyfriend or your new girlfriend. I want to have a talk with them. Let them know how you really are. Yeah. I, do you want to? But, like, mm. Of course. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. But crazy people do it. Right. I would never. No. Partially because... I would, probably. You would, though. I'm low Partially low. because I think I... Mm, in all fairness, I think I care about everybody I've ever been with for the most part. Um, and I just I respect myself too much to do it. All of them? 
not all of them. Should we name them by name? No, we should. <laughs> we don't have time for all that. But I mean, I, I think that it shows it shows how he really feels about her. Right. And, and he's he definitely respectful. he definitely loves her. And he, yeah. Like I said, he's having a, a horrible week. So yeah. He has like that going on, the John Ross thing. Like I mean, just his he's also friends with Tommy too. So he lost a friend. It was almost like. There's Wait. So someone, yeah. How how does their friendship work? They haven't really explained it. All we know is like the first episode, they like gave yeah. each other a high five and they hugged each other like they were like long lost bros, like they've seen each other yeah. a while. Like, like they there was obviously not just a handshake. They were like friends. That is so weird. Right. I wonder who he really is. There's definitely going to be some backstory to this, like to find out who they're working for. Yeah. They're obviously not working, you know, for themselves. There's going to be a big reveal at some point. There needs to be. Oh lord. What do you guys think? I want to know what you guys think. I want to know who, you, who do you guys think this Tommy character really is? Do you really think that he's actually Rebecca's brother? Or do we think he's got some shenanigans? He's holding something over Rebecca's head. So we want you guys to go onto iTunes and tell us. Tell us what you think about our show. Tell us what you think about Tommy. We want to know what you guys think. Cause it's interesting because people go on these on iTunes and I read some of these comments and I really start to figure things out from the show. Because <laughs> people like give us like these ideas like uh, that we would never consider because right. we haven't seen it. Well, because the people that are listening and watching are like true fans yes so, like, and you guys if you do go on itunes and rate and comment uh we will comment back we always do i love i love reading the comments i love commenting back um and also if you guys if you have iphones there's a new app for your iphone it's fantastic it's called podcasts with an s it's released by apple just last week and you can download all of your um favorite podcasts straight to your phone automatically so if you subscribe to my shows dallas love in the wild <laughs> so you think you can dance um if you guys want to, yeah, yeah, all right. If you guys want to hear me all the time, you can get me directly onto your phone. You can take me through everywhere you go. If you go to Running Canyon and go for a hike, or if you're just, I don't know, on the treadmill at the gym, you can listen to my beautiful yeah, voice. That just sounds amazing, right? That I know, just right? Sounds amazing. I listen to myself on the treadmill. Do you see? We turned around one of the people who was kind of angry with us on iTunes. We did, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, you guys aren't religious, and you guys are nice people now." Well, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's how you get enemies to be frenemies. <laughs> Tell me. Just a little hug, a little love. Right. That's all it takes. Right. I love you all. We love everyone. I don't love everyone. Well. Let's not get crazy. Maybe not. Right. So, Anne. Anne's, Anne's becoming a bigger character. Her character starts to be, be a reveal. Bit, yeah. There has to be with Anne. Yeah. Well, because like Anne it. is like, she's proven that she's quote unquote like, you know, badass on the show with her mm-hmm. guns. Mm-hmm. And like, so she definitely has some sort of past, but I think you were about to say that we were introduced to her ex-husband. Yeah. And he definitely is creepy. Yeah. Like He's he, like, come give me a hug. Come give me a hug. And she, like, said no. And then finally she, like, backed down because she needed a favor from him. Back up two seconds, though. She <clears> looked <throat> really hot in that scene. She looked great. Like, she was fierce. He even called her. He's like, I'm glad you're not afraid to wear heels anymore. Like, yeah. He's like a dirty old man, kind of. Yeah. But it, actually, I thought that... I thought I had mixed emotions about him because I was like, oh, he's kind of creepy. But at the same time, they're like, he kind of loves her. I think right. he still cares about her a little bit. And, and it could be one of those things where... Remember back in the original how um, Digger Digger uh, Digger Barnes lost Miss Ellie to Jock, and he loved her for all those years, but he lost out to a Ewing. Um, it could be one of those sorts of things where right. we, we might see that again. He lost well, the preview for next week. Sort of, I think it looked like Bobby punched him in the next so episode. Yeah. So there's something that's going to happen. Well, it's interesting that she would go to him because she went to him to, to help Bobby. Right. She went to her ex to help Bobby stop the uh, the because he owns a company that transports, transports oil, petroleum and oil. Yeah, exactly. Basically. So he and he has the contract with Jr. And without this contract, there's nobody else in Texas who can transport <laughs> this much oil. Which the deeds show up and then the trucks move in. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally moments later, a, mo- a few moments later. I loved his office too. They had like strategically placed like um, and trucks. We, yeah, can, we, we talked about this and we can't really we don't have a have a drinking <clears throat> game today because the girls aren't here and because we're both hungover and drinking ginger ale. Yeah. Um. But 
within the first like minute of a couple minutes of the episode, they said "daddy" like six times. Did you <laughs> yeah, notice that? Yeah, yeah. Because between Bobby and Jr. when they were having their little bit of a showdown after Bobby found out what was going on, Bobby says to me, "He's like he said, he said to me, he said to me, um, he says I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, basically defend mommy's honor." No, that he what he said is like, um, "I promise we're gonna leave mama a legacy Ma- to mama or something." Yeah, like and that. then and Jr. goes, "Well, I'm I'm trying to leave legacy to daddy." And he's right. like, "Okay, the line is drawn." And it's the same same storyline which is going on for the last forty years, but it still it still works. It's still happening. Yeah. So Bobby's. <laughs> oh God! All these people. It's just a lot. It's but a it's lot. interesting to, to me to see how Bobby has had such strong women in his life right. because he ended up. I think Bobby's always married women that are very much like Miss Ellie. Right. You know, and she's he, a great role model. Yes, apparently, because because Victoria Principal. Uh, what was her name? What was her name? Pam. Pam, obviously. How do you forget Pam? I don't know. You did for a second. No, because Pam, you, I was thinking about something else. She's a very strong, beautiful, very stoic woman, and Anne is as well. But then J.R. married <laughs> Sue Ellen, who's a little bit batshit crazy and kind of conniving and kind of manipulative and, right. and more so like Jock. But who has turned out to be, you know? Fantastic right. now. I mean, she's as old as Methuselah. <laughs> Methuselah. So, I mean, she's grown up. I love her. Right? So, Anne... I really love Anne this episode, though. Just to think that she would go out of her way and put herself in such a situation for the man that she loves to, you know, to protect something so dear to him, so dear to, his, you know, his mother. Right. I think that was cool. Which I thought one thing about the episode, this is the part about the episode that just bothered me, whatever, I'm going to say it, is the whole battle over South Fork. If the land meant so much to you, like, you protect the land or you, like, when you sell it, like... If they never want someone to, how do they know the new people who are going to buy it weren't going to develop the land? It was conservatorship. That was the agreement. It was for it sure. It was going to be. It was become a natural preserve. It was going to be protected. Oh, I missed forever. That, that was the whole. That was the whole point of the conservatorship. Uh, otherwise, yeah. now that makes more sense because I was yeah. like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And that's why Bobby wanted to get it over to them because <clears> he knew that it would never, they never would be. They would never drill for oil there. They would never change anything. They would protect it as like basically like as land reserve. But don't when they build something, don't they just like put this and it's all? Oh, you just have to look at one little thing and then it's you're fine. I know, but okay. <laughs> didn't you ever watch the episode of Saved by the Bell back in like the eighties or the nineties where <laughs> they drill for oil <laughs> on Bayside and, and the, ducks, the ducks got oil on them or something like that? Yeah, the duck died to, or something like that. They're trying to wash them off and they run inside like look what happened. Like Lisa Turtles all upset. <laughs> That's what happens when you drill for oil. Apparently. I guess so. I or guess like so. you go down to like Huntington Beach, as beautiful as it is. The oil derricks out in the water, they're just ugly. Yeah. You don't want to see that stuff. Mm-mm. And it was, I mean, this ranch was never about oil. It was, it came from the, the, the Southworths. That was their name. Miss Ellie was a Southworth. And her family, they were cattle ranchers. That's what this land is for, not to draw oil. And if there are billions of gallons of oil underneath this land, which is so convenient, um, <laughs> that's a lot, that's a lot of drilling for right. a lot of years. Right. And it, it could just, it could ruin, it could ruin it. But we need gas prices to go down. Like, aren't they thinking they have the gone down? Have they have gone down? You see, gas prices are like a dollar less now than they were at this time. What four years ago? Bush, Obama, love it. We love you. We love you, W. We miss you. We Just kidding. We can't talk politics. Right, right. So, so Anne, 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 Anne. So she goes to her ex, and I, yeah, like you said, next week I think he's going to become more of an integral part of the show because right now she's just the woman who's standing by her man right there's always somebody else with pam originally back years ago five six seven episodes into season two we found out she had a man she'd been married to years prior to right so well, everybody had, has a backstory she had that and also she had you know the cliff barnes going for but like Anne really doesn't have any sort of like connection no, to no tie else. into anything else right. so no there has to be something else right yeah some shadiness and we'll find out where elena came from where uh, is elena elena's mom the maid 
Yes. Which is so weird. Who do you, I also, one of my other favorite scenes was with the maid. Um, A, because she just says two lines and hits it. But you know yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. When John Ross comes in and says, mm-hmm. I need to see you alone. And she looks at him like, are you sure? Actually, like, like basically <laughs> I saying, I got your back. Yeah. You know I mean, it was amazing. She's but, tough. Yeah, she's She's not amazing. afraid of little John Ross. <clears throat> oh, Lord. So there's a lot. What, what, are, what are the key things you think we need to talk about this episode? Because Well, I think one other important thing with Elena was that Elena decided not to develop the land with John Ross. Mm-hmm. She had decided that she's going to go do her thing at the Henderson, which mm-hmm. Josh Henderson, which is funny. Henderson um, Ranch, yeah. Right. So she's going to do her own thing, which I think that there's going to be some sort of competing between the two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He admires. That also made me, what I said earlier, that um, I keep calling him Josh, but um, John Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Elena grounds him because he was like, Hey, I like a woman that, you know, isn't afraid to like, you know, go do her thing. And, you know, she definitely just doesn't want anything to do with getting involved with the Ewing brothers fight. Yeah. I guess I always try to like put myself in these character shoes and try to relate to them on some level. And I guess that for me is what, how I relate to John Ross. It looks like, I don't think I'm very much like him, his character at all, right. but I like how, um, I'm really attracted to, to men who are, willing to do their own thing and be successful and go about it their own way right it makes me it, it, i gravitate towards that and and i don't i don't i don't get threatened by it i'm not challenged by it and i think he's kind of that way he likes that she's kind of standing up and doing her own thing whereas rebecca just, she seems like more of like the traditional like just wife right you know what i mean whereas elena she's she's getting she's doing it on her own right sisters it'll be interesting to see too what's happening with um rebecca too because you know there was a scene where she's looking through the files and Mm -hmm. kind of going through stuff and like it's hard to tell like i think that she's good but sometimes i think that she oh when tommy came in and she's surrounded by the box of files so like i think she's hiding something from tommy right something's something's going on there and then it also you know i maybe they revealed it last episode i'm not sure or not but like for sure tommy has access to christopher's laptop yeah yeah so which is dicey right and you know elena didn't um i'm sorry rebecca didn't 100 percent admit that when she was talking to Anne. right well it'll be interesting to see how christopher responds to all of this because because he's now already reached out like we talked about this before the first thing you do when somebody breaks your heart is you text an ex right or you go to something this is naturally what people do and christopher of course got drunk and went straight to elena's um but she didn't respond the way he'd hoped she responded and she actually at the end of this episode she's getting banged by john ross on a desk yeah so which I love office sex. It's great. It is. But at the same time, though, I think that's that's necessarily not a true reaction from her either because she's now messed up in the head, I'm sure. Right. Because now Christopher came back, and I'm sure she wanted to be with Christopher. Had he not shown up wasted, maybe she would have been with him. Right. I'm that way. I'm like, you show up. like You, you try to work things out, and you're going to try to talk to me drunk? No. Right. That's not the time to do it. There's a better way to do it. Man up. She just kind of turned and, off by Christopher in yeah, general now. Just because he's kind of a mess right now. Right. He's, he's kind of running around. the place. Yeah. So she goes back to John Ross. So it's, but now I think though, once all the dust settles, it's going to be really interesting to see how Rebecca gets her way back into this because Rebecca's going to be working towards getting back with Christopher. Christopher's confused, might still right. want Elena. Elena still wants Christopher, but now I mean, she, they've only been married for a couple of days. I know, right? A couple of weeks ago they got married, right. and now now there's all these different like dynamics between them. So basically, we're back where we started on episode one. Right? It's all just a big cluster. All just a big yeah, mess again. And I want to see the sex tape. Yeah. How do we do that? Which is so, that's just, a lot of people watched that sex tape this episode. It kept, uh, but they were always like in the other room, just like watching something with like a remote control. I'm like, why does everybody keep watching this tape? I don't know. And Marta, let's just give Marta a couple of minutes. Let's talk about her for we a second. We need to meet her. She she's is nuts. She's out of control and I live for her. She's one of those characters that I think like, they'll kill her off. 
Right. Like, she's one of those, like, expendable kind of characters, but she could be crazy and go out in, like, a big ball of fire, though. Even JR was like, um, watch, beca- out. watch out for her because she's a loose cannon. Loose like, cannon. he even knows that she's a little crazy. Because JR's, JR's, you know, messed around sh- some pretty crazy women over the years. He's seen a share of crazy women. That is one th- funny thing that I think that John Ross definitely did pick up from his dad. He's a playboy. Yeah. I hate that. I hate how, like, how many women they're always with. All the time. All the time. JR was like that, too. I just, it just drives me crazy to watch the original series and see Sue Ellen just deal with it. I'm like, really? He's a jerk. He's not that good looking. Right. I but mean, you know a lot what? of people deal with that all the time. Money. Money makes people happy. Right. I mean, money definitely makes people you stay happy. in bad relationships every day for money and security. I wouldn't be going anywhere. Oh, I need some money in my life. <laughs> Lord, well, as I, as I ponder how to get some money in my life, we're going to go to commercial. But you guys want, want to stick around because when we get back, we have a little, a little, a little sneak peek behind the scenes of Dallas with our very own Catherine Tulich. Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Wooly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man. No, I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. You know, I got some strong opinions. And AfterBuzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. Woo-wee! What a feeling. I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road. And don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you. Am I on, Marissa? Are we going straight <laughs> to the video? I don't know how we're doing this. Are we doing the video now? Well, we're on the set of Dallas. What did it feel like stepping on this set? God, for the first time, it was pretty exciting. And really, shooting on South Fork was that big moment for me. Yeah. You know, a, a beautiful day on South Fork. There's no better place in the world to shoot. Yeah, it definitely has a just a history. You know, there's a sense of weight and energy, like whether it's there or just being around the three original cast. You know, just being in this environment in general is pretty. Uh, it's pretty exciting. So you're the younger generation. Are you meaner? Can you possibly be meaner than JR? We're sort of the breathing the the new lifeblood into the show. You know, we're kind of like, you know taking that rivalry you know you know to the to the next generation i I mean we're 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 fighting over south work just like bobby and jr did we're employing different (laughs) tactics you know and and it's not so black and white between us you know that that jr was the bad guy and bobby was the good guy you know there's a lot more gray area with with our characters yeah yeah there's i mean there's there's definitely the same sense of of uh of the, the intense kind of back and forth blood, love, um, problem, ang- anguish over, you know, who's going to be kind of heading the, the, the JR or the Ewing front, I guess. And so for us, it's, it's, it gets a little, it does get intense, and I think we both kind of uh, really passionate about what we want and what we believe in, so that definitely puts us in situations. That, and we're also fighting over a woman, too. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that brings another, you If know, money and power weren't enough, there's also a few element into the situation, definitely. Yeah. It's such a joy, so exciting to be back, um, playing the same characters I did 20 years ago, um, and coming back to South Fork. <laughs> it's like, what? 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 It's surreal. It's fabulous. It's exciting. It's uh, it's a blessing. What's it like coming back with Larry and Patrick? I know you've been friends for a long time. 33 years, to be exact. And uh, you know, we have children. Now we all are grandparents. 
and we're dearest, dearest of friends. Um, we love each other. Uh, we trust each other. We love to work together. And um, when I look at those baby blue eyes of Larry's <laughs> when, we're, when we're having a J.R. Suella moment, it's amazing. Sparks fly. We had a scene the other day, and I looked into his eyes, and I thought, wow, this is, this is magic. I love that. I love that too. That is so cool. And that's the thing. It's so, it's such a unique, like that's one of the things I love about the show so much um, is that it, it really, in the sense that a soap opera can do it, it's, this is a prime time, well-written, well, you know, acted show that has such history that it just really, I think it's incredible. Like, right. like she said, like we have such chemistry as a sparked fly. Like she hasn't been on screen with him since, I mean, right. the nineties. This is so funny. I mean, she's like, you don't really hear someone say that about, you know, they always say, oh, they're great to work with, they're a great mm-hmm. kisser, but she just, how she, she talks about like the sparkle in their eye. I mean, yeah, there's like, such a level of respect and a, right. such a level of, of trust with them. They've all worked together for so many years. And I think it's, it, they're in a unique situation where they got to step away from it for all that time. Right. And now, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of years where you're on a show like that for that many, 14 seasons. There's probably a lot of times in their life they're like, oh my God. I'm not JR, I'm not Bobby, I'm not Sue Ellen, get over right. it. But then later in your career, in the twilight of your career, to have the opportunity to come back and, and right. revisit like this is pretty, it's rare, it doesn't happen. She was amazing on Models, Inc., though. I will yeah, that. I you love talk about that Models, show. Inc. all the time. Love that show. Yes. The opening is so tea. She is pretty fantastic, and for all of you guys out there, we're, <clears throat> we're working on, we think we're going to have her in the studio, we believe, on July 25th, Linda Gray. Yeah. Kind of exciting stuff for I can't us. Wait. So we'll, we'll confirm that hopefully next week. Fingers crossed. Uh, we're going to make it here. The great people here at AfterBuzz working hard for you guys all the time. But uh, <laughs> So let's let's wrap up this episode. Okay. The, the, big, the big ending, the big key of this episode is what? Well... I guess in order for Bobby uh, to get South Fork back, they need to prove that Jr. willingly knew about the fraud that was going on with South Fork. Otherwise, it's a, yeah. it's a straightforward deal. Because apparently, they said the attorney said, "You know what? The deal with the second party wasn't legit. Right. The the conservatorship because that that never actually existed. It wasn't going through Del Sol to begin with. However, they legitimately did sell it to." to jr right. so it was that an actual is, sale yeah so, so that's legit so now there's nothing you can do unless you jr willingly unless he knew that ahead of time which even bobby knows like jr has all of his i's and t's you know ready to go like he is are you saying he crossed his t's and dotted his eyes crossed and t's he has all of his eyes has all of his eyes okay it's like your mom when she says all those sayings. Yeah. Um, hell in a handbasket. <laughs> hell in a handbasket. <laughs> but uh, basically, he, he thinks he's not going to find anything. And that's where the sex tape comes in handy because Christopher realizes that he, during the tape, you know, in the shenanigans, he uh, calls Marta her real name, or her real name, Veronica. Veronica so he yeah. knew her real name. So while he may not be able to use the sex tape, because um, he doesn't want to use the sex tape because it could hurt Elena. He's, the information he got from the sex tape, he might not ever need to show it to anyone. Right. He just has that information. Because when they went looking for Marta and LaBelle, they were both gone. Right. So now this is so like... He basically, he basically told him, he said, he wasn't even trying to get John Ross in trouble. He basically said, this is going to keep you out of jail, but the only way I'm going to let the, keep this out of jail and you be okay is if you give me something damaging about JR. Yeah. And that he Which he may be sale. willing to do right now because JR plays head games with everybody, including his son, and now his son is thinking, you know, his his dad just wrote him out of this deed. Right. He's no longer, no longer has 50%. He has zero. Right. So you never know. Maybe he might turn on his dad. And maybe it might take 
like somebody like his own son ganging up with his nephew and his brother and everybody else to take down Jr. Right. He's a tough. He's a tough one. We also need to see like a good explosion soon because there's a lot of those on Dallas. They would blow up the oil wells, trucks yeah. getting blown up. We need to see something blow up. Soon. Have we not? I don't think so. Nothing's blown up. Something will soon. We need something to blow up. That's funny. That is too funny. Well, I, we've got we've got what five episodes left for this initial season. Crazy. And like fast, I, yeah, right? like I said, it was picked up for season two. I don't know when that's going to start airing though. Probably know. not till the winter. I would assume. Probably not. But we've got the rest of the summer, the rest of July at least, to watch these episodes. I'm excited. We're halfway through it. Yeah, that's crazy. The buzz about it is so great. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that live and love well, the show. Because it's it's well written. And it's right. well acted, and the, it's it's hard. The locations are amazing, mm-hmm. literally amazing too. Like the office, like I told you, like yeah. His office was like the traffic going by was beautiful. Yeah, I'm so glad TNT did it and not a major network, because sometimes the major networks, um, they they're they're always worried about advertising and then the dollar and everything else, and it's it's hard to let a show really get its legs. Although I feel like from from episode one, the show was great. Like it really has kind of picked up steam, I think, and it's right. it's so hard to do. You know, but it's interesting. I'm interested to see now how many other shows try to reboot now and try to come back because the problem with like this in this day and age, it's so hard to get a show off the ground unless you have a phenomenal pilot like Lost or like one of those shows we've talked about before. Um, Because two, three episodes in, if your numbers aren't going up, you're done, dead in the water, and they don't give you they don't give shows time to really develop anymore and to really create a fan base. It's easier just to hack it and throw up some reality, you know, crap. The good news is their ratings are so good that they're pretty secure yeah but so that makes me think though that that this formula could work in other shows too right. start bringing back all these other shows left Dynasty. and right yeah because because once you once you tie in those original characters and then introduce the new ones like 90210 did it a few years ago and that worked well right Melrose Place didn't work didn't out really so well. Work. No. I kind of think the 90210 didn't really work that well either. It was below my expectations. I love 90210, though. You do now? Yeah. I haven't watched, actually, for like the last season, but it's actually a really good show. Um, and they slowly started to phase out the original characters, though, like Kelly and, and uh, whatever, right. Shannon Doherty's character. They all kind of got phased out. But I wonder, I, I hope Dallas sticks with some of these original characters. Right. I hope at least the main three that are here now, I hope they stick around. I hope I hope Charlene Tilton comes back because I love Lucy. Right. She's crazy. They're kind of the heart of the show. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. And they're still relevant, right? I think, and they're acting the you know pants off everyone else. Yeah, I mean, and like Jr. Well, is like so amazing. Jr. has always been amazing, but I feel like it's so funny to watch um, Patrick Duffy and Linda Gray. Though I feel like they're both better actors now than yeah. they ever were on the original show. For sure, which is kind of cool. And they've been acting for literally. Well, the forever. style of acting back then was a lot different. Right, it was so cheesy and campy and over the top and ridiculous. Right, that I feel like now like actors are actors. Right, I enjoy that. I'm excited about it. I hear you have some news and gossip for us though. After Buzz TV News. We do. All right. Well, um, Josh Henderson's next movie is called Rush Lights. Okay. Apparently he's playing Billy, which the, this is the part where I thought is funny. He is playing a delinquent teenager. Really? He's like 30. I know. Okay. But apparently the premise is it's two delinquent teenage lovers from the suburbs of Los Angeles travel to a small southern town to falsely claim a dead friend's inheritance. Okay. Well, they go to a southern town because they're already shooting Dallas down there, so we had to film it. Right. <laughs> so let's shoot in L.A. for a couple days and then yeah. uh, head down there. That's exciting. Um, and then I saw something in Star Magazine. We know how, you know, true Completely Star legit. Magazine is. Completely it, legit, yeah. It's titled Drama at Dallas. Oh, Everyone yeah. hates Jesse Metcalf. Really? No one can stand him. Apparently, um, Josh Henderson particularly it says that he's uh, incredibly competitive with josh who has emerged as the show's breakout star and that's infuriating jesse okay let's talk about that for a second though do you really think that josh henderson is the breakout star i don't I think, think so i don't think there has been one i think josh is sort of like 
I, I guarantee you with like the social media and like the girls and, and like people who are like, tweeting I definitely think that he is like getting the most attention you know I think the breakout star is JR I mean <laughs> yeah. hello <laughs> so silly and I really like I really like Anne's character I think she kind of stands out for me yeah yeah but I think like the younger audience is for sure I mean he, who's who's your favorite guy on the show or, or who's my favorite guy out of on the, the show, two? Who, out of the two, who would I sleep with? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, who is <laughs> Josh Henderson? Well, there you go. Because he's a bad boy. That's why people like people love a bad boy. Oh, of course, of uh, course. So they don't have any diversity on the show yet. Exactly. Well, you know, I think the delivery guy was black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, the UPS guy's black. Thank you, Dallas. Pull it together. So that's today in the news. Is that all your news and gossip? All my news and gossip. Oh Lord, let's go to predictions. All right, you're you're predicting first. And now you're after Buzz TV. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, my prediction, I'm going to say what I said earlier. I think there's going to be some shenanigans with Anne. I mean, I think, you know, the, the trailer for next week kind of hinted at that. But mm-hmm. I think that Anne's character just has to get more rich because, like you said, she's kind of, like, not much to her story. And mm-hmm. I think this ex-husband is going to end up being some sleazeball, basically. Yeah, I think that Christopher's going to sleep with Elena. Obviously, because that's going to—they're going to have to really, really play up that rivalry, and it's going to break Rebecca's heart. Cause she's trying to get back in, and I think she's legit. I think she's an honest girl, and it's going to break her heart. And I think that Rebecca—I think Cliff Barnes is coming back to town, and we're going to figure out the connection between Cliff and Rebecca because I think they're related. Yeah, somehow there's something with that. So the name Rebecca, right? And the Rebecca, there's something. Weird yeah, there's, something there's a Cliff going on. Barnes connection. So to he's that. definitely coming back. I also think that Elena is going to see the sex tape. Yeah. Oh, she will somehow. Yeah. Uh, Josh will play it for her and pretend like it was. Christopher and break Christopher's heart, make him look like a jerk. Yeah. Oh Lord, there's so much going so on. You're gonna five, go put a wrong DVD. Yes, in. we have five episodes left, you guys. We have some great guests coming in soon, so stay tuned. Come back next week, same time, same place. We want to thank you guys for being here with us this evening. Hope you all enjoyed your fourth. Uh, I'm AJ Gibson. You can find me at underscore AJ Gibson on Twitter, and I am Ryan Allen Carrillo. Two R's and two L's. See you guys next week. Take care. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.